This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Here's another Lulu and Michael podcast for all the bits you missed from Joy 94.9. You're on Joy with Lulu and Michael. Lulu, are you in a good mood? I am, but I nearly had a little nap with that song. It was so relaxing. Hypnotic, isn't it? Is that the word? That I is think the it word. Is. Hypnotic. It's one of those ones. Not like napping. Not the napping napotic. number. Napotic. Napotic. I'm in a good mood. You, now, you've just gone through one of the one. It's on a list, isn't it, of ordeals, I reckon. What have you been doing? Moving. Moving. Oh. Now, were you in the old house for how long? 30 years. Wow. Well, I wasn't there for 30 years. My parents were. Oh, my God. And my dad is the biggest hoarder. I didn't realise how big a hoarder he was because he had a shed downstairs underneath the house that I didn't know was really there. Did your mum ever go in there? No, no. none of us did. It was and like a man shed. Man cave. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we had other stuff, stuff from high school and things were still in there, which is our own fault because obviously you just put stuff in there. Mm. But we had a skip that we had there weeks ago yep. that we put, you know, six tonne skip that we filled with junk. That's a lot. But we would put stuff in the skip... And then in the morning, it would miraculously be back in the house because the cuckoo, which we ended up calling him, would go out there and get it out of the skip and which bring is, it back in. That is hoarding. That is exactly what he they do. He is a hoarder. Have you ever watched the program, Hoarders? Well, yes, but yeah. I just didn't realise I was living with one. Oh, yeah. And I would put out like a couple of pairs of shoes that I would think, mm, I don't need those anymore. Yeah. Well, they're all right. I'm not going to wear them, Dad. They don't fit. No. They've got holes in them. It's odd, isn't it? Why do you need to keep them? Yeah. No, they're not. Then you're not going to wear them either, so why do we need to keep them? I mean, it's a real issue, isn't it's it? It's weird. You know, was there old, like, stacks of newspapers soaked in urine? Well, things like, because he's from New Zealand, mm. he had books and th- magazines from his school. No. Yes. And it's odd. Why, why, would, be, why would you want, I mean, if you, if you want them, because you think, oh, I'm not getting rid of that, but that means you've got to keep it out or frame it. But that's the thing. He doesn't. He keeps no. them in a box. They've been in a cupboard for 30 years. And I said, if you haven't been in this cupboard and read them mm. in the last year, they can go in the bin. We did a bit of a, a clean one day because he wasn't there. And then he came over and there was oh, a... Oh, they don't like that. No, there was a rugby ball in the car <gasps> and it was deflated. Why are you throwing out my rugby ball? Well, one, you're 70, you don't play rugby anymore. No. And it doesn't even blow up. I'm going to give that to the Rugby Hall of Fame, wherever that is. <laughs> so, yeah. Where is that? Yeah. And if you haven't given it already, why, you know, when are we giving it? When are we giving it? Because now. we've had it in the cupboard. Go yeah, and when, give it. Go and give it now. And when you move is the ideal time to say, there you go, you can have it. Yes. So he's put it back in the shed in the new house. Wow, my Lord. But there's stuff that people need. Can't we give it to them? Yeah. Not that they like need a deflated, deflated rugby ball. ball. We've got a guest on the line now. We wanted them desperately to be live in the studio, but they are way too busy for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Ash Flanders. Hello, Melbourne. How are you, my love? I'm great. I'm you're catching me in between shows yes. today. I knew, I knew, we obviously know how busy you are. We wanted to have a little word to you about Lilith, the jungle girl. Well, great. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Damn right. That's what you're in the <laughs> break of. How lucky is that? <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. Now, I was there the other night and I loved it. Uh, it is um, another work 
by Sisters Grimm. Um, I've got to be honest, though, it is, it's really out there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, for us, the out there is sort of where you'll find us. <laughs> so it's another, it's another work by Sisters Grimm, which is me and Declan Green, two Melbourne-based queer artists that make work that's kind of funny. And we try to say something smart, but in the stupidest way possible. Yeah, and I think you've got it with this one. Um, give, us, <laughs> give us a little bit about it um, so that people know exactly what Lilith the Jungle Girl is all about. Sure. Well, it's a classic story like The Elephant Man or Pygmalion or She's All That uh, for a more modern (laughs) reference. Um, But it's basically about a girl that's found in the wilds of Borneo living amongst the lions who's brought back to 19th century Holland to be... uh, sort of, uh, by, like, to be sedated or given some sort of a lobotomy so they can test her. But then it, they discover that she might, in fact, be human. <gasps> so, it's, yes, gar. And it's all about uh, what makes a human versus what makes an animal. And it's kind of one of those classic allegorical tales, except, of course, in our version, the villains and the queers win. It yeah. sounds exactly like Nell. It's very Nell. There's a scene that I do in silhouette, thankfully, because I'm naked for a lot of the show, but this happens in silhouette, where I dance magically a la Jodie Foster in Nell. (laughs) Oh, it's heaven. Yes, it really is. And actually, you are naked, I I know, because I was there, but there is you are are covered in something. What is that? Yes, I'm covered in a pink clay, which is sort of just oh. our way of showing that that Lilith will never really be out. You cannot ignore her difference because I think the these sort of stories are about kind of assimilation narratives or people being kind of finding their own space in a larger structure. But what do you do when someone just is never going to fit in? And I think there's a relevance with like the modern day sort of LGBTIQ struggle of like, do we want to be seen as just as dull as everyone else or do we want to still be a bit punk and and keep our edge to us? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and I think there's nothing punker than someone covered in mud at the MTC smearing themselves all over the place. <laughs> Your skin must be amazing at the moment. Is it a good clay? Uh, do you know what, Lulu? I am fresh in places <laughs> I didn't know needed freshening up. <laughs> that can only be good doing good things. Well, yeah, I wish I was single. I'd be very ready to mingle right now. What I like is there you are in a crate as if you have been shipped over from Borneo and and obviously the crate opens and uh, there's not a lot of, uh, you don't speak anything, where there's grunting and groaning, you know, very, very, very now. And um, then there's there's a lot of, um, I don't know, lollygagging around in this pink lay. It is just um, mesmerising in the beginning. Um, And I, you know, I, I I think there's a little bit in the audience if they don't know whether to laugh or not, you know. And obviously, you know, you're meant to laugh. Well, you're, you can laugh if you want, yeah, you don't we, if you don't, you know. Yeah, we really enjoy treading that line of, like, the performances you're seeing are very committed. It's like we're all shooting for an Oscar. Yeah. Because it's very, like, <laughs> yes. kind of filmic reference. But, um... The, the the writing itself is so cliched deliberately and so full of references and like ways to keep you at like from ever taking the story that seriously that you don't know whether is this meant to be funny or is this meant to be sad and yeah. it's like life it's both did it's you very just write funny and it's very sad did you just write she grunts or did you write actual ugs and uhs no I. Uh- <laughs> With Lilith, as one of the writers, I just said, you know, Lilith smears mud everywhere. And then I yeah. just found the grunts on the floor. Right, That's yeah, the yeah. kind of artist I they, am. They've got right. to come naturally. <laughs> they do. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm a grunter. I think I can give Joy that exclusive. I'm no, a you're, you're not alone in this. You've got a great supporting cast. Who's in there with you? Yeah, I've got uh, Miss Candy Bowers, who's a very fantastic actor here in Melbourne, an yep. actor and activist and hip-hop artist. And yep. I've got Genevieve Jaffray, who this is going to have worked with a lot before. These two great character actor hams. And I can't stress <laughs> enough, like, if you if you aren't going to make it to see My Fair Lady up in Sydney or when it does come down here, see our version. It's just <laughs> as great. I agree. It's just as restrained, I think, as well. I definitely agree. Now, Lulu, when is this on? It's on at the South Bank Theatre, the Lola, and it's on the 1st of September to the 1st of October. Uh, it's opening, it's the 3rd of September. It opened on the 3rd of September. Yep. And, and yeah, you can get tickets. season. Yeah, you can get tickets at the MTC box office or at mtc.com.au. Yeah, as I mentioned, I've already been and it's great. It's on till the 1st of October, so get along there. It's the cheapest show you'll see at MTC this year, and I don't <laughs> mean that because I'm covered in mud. No. But it is a fantastic show, and it's Melbourne-based. It was all made here in Melbourne, so support your local drag performance art. Damn right. And did you, a little while ago, I think I was, um, you know, doing what you have to do every now and again, relieving myself, and I noticed that... Petty's name was mentioned mm. as a volunteer. Well, we love Petty, don't we? Because she knows, as the joint photographer, that she's got to stand on a chair to take our picture. She must have learnt that from uh, Tyra Banks. Well, I've I've been yelling it at her in the early days, you mm. know, because it's just very, very important that you get an above the angle rather than below. Always from above and then always do the turtle, which is sticking your neck out and yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had one chin, I've had eight, and it doesn't matter, you know. What well, sort of does... The rule is the rule. You do it from above. Always from above looks always. much better. Uh, but Betty has this good thing as if there's no chair, she still holds the camera above her head. Yeah. Yeah. She's on to it. So Plus really, it's her birthday. Happy birthday. Always been a winner in our eyes. I just thought I'd echo those comments of earlier. Every time that we get uh, a dog in the studio, Lulu, you do go a little bit crazy, don't you? I know, I'm a bit dog mad. You are dog mad. And, that, and you know, you've got your own, you've had your own dogs for years. Yeah. Um, I was recently in London and my mates have got a little uh, little dog as well. And I, I've got to be honest, it does, it does get to you and it's dogs involved. This uh, next guest, um, his name is Andrew Follows and he has an exhibition called Soulmates and uh, it's, it's this is incredibly intriguing I'm dying to know a lot more about this um, but I welcome him now Andrew, welcome to the show Hello Michael, thank you and Lulu Yes, now um, let, get, give us a little bit of information about you because you have taken lots and lots of photographs with various celebrities um, but uh, let us know uh, why, why that might be sort of unique and uh, in fact incredibly unique um, Yeah, it's I'm actually legally blind and I've got a guide dog and his name's Eamon mm -hmm. and um, I've been with him since 2016 uh, <laughs> 2006 so I've been with him for 10 years now which is pretty awesome When did you get into photography? Um, probably most of my life I've been in photography but when digital came out it opened a whole new world for me as far as like the, the digital camera became my eyes Right you know, I could put the photos through the computer or through the TV and I can see all the shapes, sizes and colours and what people look like or you know, how good looking they are or not good looking. Right. You know, well, it just became a whole new world for me. And does, does that I mean obviously for most people um, you know, I would describe myself as a very average to not very good photographer
of it anyway. Um, I and, you were going to say know, looking. No. No? Definitely below average. <laughs> and uh, but I guess it's, you know, it's one of those, you know, mediums that you would imagine probably would be out of bounds if you're born, you know, legally blind, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you just thought, no, that is something I want to do and nothing's going to stop me. Yeah, well, it, it just started off as, as, as a tool to see. And then right. it just over time I did a series of workshops and, and study groups and stuff like that. And uh, people started to take notice on the works and thought, wow, you, are, you actually are creating something that nobody else can create. Mm. You know, I take images that sometimes can be just on a day-to-day basis, but people miss seeing it. You know, just walking down the street and you know, something might pop out and take a photo. And yeah. So I suppose it's like it's like when they say when you're blind or deaf, you, you do take notice of things that we don't see or hear because you have limited vision. You're yeah. you're seeing things that we might miss. That's right. So you're capturing it with the camera. Absolutely. With this with this exhibition though, you're actually going and taking pictures of people with your dog. Yeah. Is, is that what you're doing? Yeah. What what the the idea came up in 2012 when I was in uh, Embra. And I caught up with Adam Hills. Yeah. And I took a f- snapshot of Adam and Eamon together after the show. Yeah. And that's where the idea came up. I thought, oh, how can I develop this? Mm-hmm. So I sat on it for about a year. And then 2014, I started it and started, you know, making phone calls. And I wanted to get photos of famous people and to create a, a special connection between dog and human. Yeah. And Eamon being such a lovely lovable adorable yeah, awesome beautiful. dog yeah <laughs> um how could you say no to him yeah and the connection that um i've created with some of the, the people i've photographed have been you know really fantastic and there's some amazing names in there as well isn't there you know get, get, rattle off some names oh who have we got we've got um jamie gardner who's here who's here yes, by he's me joining us. he'll be on in a minute uh michael kirby yep um ron barassi, ron barassi. marcus graham marcus, and it's you know uh, denise scott yeah um, Sammy J and Randy. Now I guess I'm, you know, I, I, I can't help myself. Was there anyone Eamon said no to? Who? Was there anyone Eamon thought, no, I'm sorry, I'm just not posing? <laughs> Go on, <laughs> reveal it. No, there yeah. probably wasn't then, was there? There were, there were times where he was just wanting to be a dog and yeah. didn't want to. Well, he's like us all. Yeah. He's a temperamental artist. He's a diva. He's a you know, diva. He's a diva, exactly. He's a diva. Now, you mentioned uh, Jamie before. Uh, he's joining us now. Jamie uh, Gardner is the Vice President of Liberty Victoria. What was your sitting with Eamon like? Were you, were, were, I mean, was Eamon temperamental with you? Or, or beg your pardon, were you temperamental with Eamon? <laughs> uh, I don't think either of us were very temperamental. Oh, we were at Hares and Hyenas, the, the gay bookshop. Yes. And uh, we were contemplating what book he would write, like to read or what I what book I should read to him. Yes. And we experimented with what books should be visible on the bookshelf behind us. And <laughs> he was very he was very tolerant yeah. of uh, uh, all the scene setting and moving things around. Well, I guess also when we um, were well, we made to believe or led to believe or were told, I guess, that when we're out and about and somebody has a guide dog, that you're not to approach them because they're working. Um, so I guess Eamon must be very well trained if he knows that he's going to be meeting all these various people and he's having his picture taken, you know? <laughs> Yes, well, when 
uh, he he's as he is in the studio now. He's got his working he's got his working gear off, so he's allowed to be patted. Right, uh, <laughs> I'm like that when I've got mine off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the thing is too that it's the breed too, isn't it? I mean, Labradors are so they're placid dogs, and they do like being around people. So that's a plus when you're doing photo shoots, anyway. So you've picked the right dog for that. Labradors love the attention. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah. Now, the exhibition itself begins on the 20th. Um, and what are you hoping that uh, everybody obviously coming along, you um, obviously you, you want people to come and look at your work, obviously, yeah, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, primarily, the exhibition's a fundraiser for Guide Dogs Victoria. Which is amazing, obviously, yeah. you know. I mean, and, you know, the, the work that they do, the money then that would be raised trains dogs from when they're very young yes. up until when they're given to, you know, to the various owners then, isn't it? Yeah, so like with Eamon, I've had him since he was 18 months old right after he was trained up and uh, the puppy raising then the the training to be a guide dog and did you know immediately Eamon was right for you um no it it, it took about a year to 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 be feel comfortable with him and Mm. to to learn because i was still learning and uh, and now we're we're a team he knows where i'm going before i know where i'm going you know, it's, it's a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff we do is routine. But they do amazing work, then, don't they? It's awesome. So you know, I mean, the, the beauty of it is, is that you can go along to an exhibition like this and know that the money that is being raised is going to to them, which you know, incredible yeah, work. Absolutely. All right, Lulu. Where can we? Uh, where is it all on at, and all the details? It's on at the No Vacancy Art Gallery, which is is at QV Melbourne, and it's opening uh, as you said, twentieth of September till the twenty fifth. It's at eleven a.m. till five p.m. So you can get along there. Um, you have to go to the gallery. Um, I think you can just email Andrew. Is that right? Yep. Email me at Andrew at Blinky Photography. We'll probably put all those details up on our Facebook page as well. Now, believe, and we're gonna we're gonna let you go, but I do believe that once this is done, you're moving on to an international version. Is that right? (laughs) God, you don't stop. (laughs) No, I keep going. Yeah, well, good. Life's too short. Absolutely. Um, I'm off to New Zealand next year to photograph the glaciers for for a a new set of works for their basketball. so oh, the, does that mean does that mean Eamon gets yeah, to go yeah. on the plane? He won't be coming because oh. because Eamon's twelve, oh. so he's actually going to be retiring. Oh. So hopefully next year I'll have a new dog to take. Oh. Wow, which, which is sad because yeah, it's going to be a whole new chapter with me. You'll have to learn a new puppy. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what a what a legacy Eamon's leaving behind. I mean, I know he's not you know passing on, but he's, you know what I mean. He's opened so many doors for me. Yeah. Does he still stay with you though, or does he? The options there. Yeah. 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 yeah the options there. Keep him and yeah. Have him at home by yeah. the fire. So, so, <laughs> so next year I'm doing the glaciers in New Zealand for another fundraising exhibition. Yep. And in 2020, um, Japan for the Paralympics. Wow. wow. Well, good on you. Um, Jamie, thank you very much for joining us. And Andrew, thank you to you as well. And good luck for the exhibition. You're on joy. Joining us now, though, Mr. Anthony Crowley. <laughs> I love the way you introduce me. Welcome. Thank you, Michael. Thank now, you, Lulu. I know you well, um, and I know what a creative man you are. And you have written a musical called Motormouth Love Suck Face. Do you like the title? I love the title. It's going down well, the title. I mean, 
yeah. It's short, isn't it? It is short, straight to the point. <laughs> now, I mean, obviously, what we always want to know from our guests, because nobody does it better than them, what is it about? It's about a group of uh, teenagers who are at this party and then find out that it's the very last night of the planet, that the planet's going to implode and that they have to escape from the planet before the end of the world. Now, but, yes. No, no, you go on. No, I was going to say, but unfortunately, before they get a chance to do that, um, uh, a zombie um, apocalypse kind of <laughs> breaks out and they have to deal with that first. Now, what was going on in your mind when you were sitting around going, I know, I'm going to write something about, well, exactly this. What was going on? I don't, I really wish I had an answer to that question, but I don't, I think... We are in love with zombies, though, aren't we? we you know, it's, there's been a big resurgence well, there is, of zombies. there is a movie that's the same storyline with that with Seth Rogen and Oh what's the that? <laughs> he says having Well I think they're all this, isn't it? When you involve the end zombies of the world it and has the to be the end of the world. Yeah. It is. And zombies have got that thing that they can be so much fun and yeah. in so many ways. They don't sing though in that movie, I must add. No, no. but they it's not sing musical, in that's right. We yours a, is t- slightly different because yours have, has got singing. We have a special singing zombie actually <laughs> dedicated to singing and but it's all, they're also a great way to t- talk about the horror of the world that yeah. we all deal with. So, they get that serious side that we never, we play musical comedy the whole time. But it can be about those two things at the one time, the comedy that, we, so we get to laugh at things that we recognise are actually quite horrible and kind of work through them in a funny way. Well, is there an element of if you don't do this, the this is likely to happen? Is this, you know, are we able to avoid avoid this Armageddon or is it going to happen anyway? It's going to happen anyway, oh, but there's no. opportunity for a, a second chance. <laughs> oh, at the oh end. there you go. Yeah, yeah. There we have right. okay. There's no hope, yeah. is yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. No, we have, we have, we have, have hope. hope. So there and, are know, that's a change for me. I never have hope in my show. I just, oh, okay. I tend to, in my plays, yeah. I tend to just doom and gloom. Kill everybody yeah. <laughs> and everybody dies. But in this, oh, I won't give away the ending, but hope is is part of it, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Got to be. Now, um, it's all very well writing. And you've done everything on this, haven't you? Literally everything. You've written it. Yeah. You've, um, you know, all the music, all the dark, everything, everything, everything. Yeah, been a complete control is that, Do you enjoy that? Taking over your life completely? <laughs> Obviously. No, I don't. I'm looking. Does your wife enjoy this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, say. we make a pretty good team on this. We've got pretty good, you know, we're, we're, we're doing all right at the moment. Well, We've isn't learnt. it all the family get involved? They, once, you know, there's no other way, is Oh, there? my God. Yeah, absolutely. My 14-year-old daughter. Is my chief dramaturg. Yeah. That's she says, great. Dad, you don't have to explain everything. Well, she's That's really a, good, isn't she's it? She's an actor as well. And she's she? the right age group to go, nah, you don't need that with this sort of style, totally. especially. Yeah. She, she knows the difference between a Doctor Whovian who's going to want all that detail yeah. and someone who just wants a little tiny bit. Right. And she's also really good at going, nah, I wouldn't say that. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah that. for the kids. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, now, you're not alone, are you? You are obviously in the studio. They're not alone in it, of course, because <laughs> you're not in this one. You are an actor as well, but you're not in this one. No, I'm only on that. Yeah, no. no, who <laughs> have you brought with us? Are they? Are we all right? Are they zombies? Are they... Are we <laughs> they start off all right, but They've they got- both wind up <gasps> oh. as zombies and they don't quite make it through the show. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is Nicole. Nicole yeah. is, um, plays Tank in the show. Well, let us know a little Hi. bit about your... Hello. <laughs> she doesn't little- look like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know. <laughs> what is your role all about in this? My character's name is Tank Ramon. So she's one of the teenagers who attend this end of the world party uh, and eventually does turn into a zombie, unfortunately. <laughs> but she gets to sing some lovely songs first and have a bit of a dance. So it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> it's right. good. And I'd love to know, what do you do when you audition for something like this? Yes. What, do, what do you do? 
I played the ukulele, actually. You did. You played it very well. I she played, played the ukulele and sang a song. We read a few lines. Uh, we had a bit of a zombie improvisation. Did right. you watch The Walking Dead before you came in? <laughs> I didn't. I watched a bit of Eye Zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, a bit of skin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to get you in the mood. In the teenage Teenage yeah, yeah, behaving yeah. very badly. <laughs> now, um, would you introduce us to the other cast member you brought along? Uh, this is this is um, the handsome Elias, who plays Hugh... Well, who do you play? You play. <laughs> <laughs> I play the character of Hugo Dude, who is a, um, a bit of a, a typical teenage boy, cool guy, um, in love with Tank Ramon, who we just spoke to earlier. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's Lovers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he just and got That's has, so funny. <laughs> he's fascinated with the fact that poor old Tank is is actually secretly dying of cancer, and oh. he finds it a bit of a turn on. Yeah, oh, amusing. Cool. Bit, bit of a turn on there. <laughs> and, and this is what you wrote, Anthony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, it's an uplifting yeah. story. I, it is in a funny, really funny way. I mean, don't you find that those bizarre, twisted things are actually the things that are actually most absurd and funny? And that well, we when you go to watch something like this, yeah, you mean, yeah, yeah you mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in real not life. In real life. No, no. <laughs> well, often in the real life, maybe. Right. Well, know. now we know why you wrote it. Yes, yes thank you. You yes. know, I mean, but that, that is, when you go to something like this, I think this is a unique production, isn't it, in that way? You know, I mean, I think you're, that's the, your style is something out there and something different. Um, musically, though, having heard a little bit of it, um, you know how to write great songs. Yeah, I've learned that. And Mark's really great. And we're Mark sort of, Jones. Yeah, Mark yeah. Jones, our musical director. So we're kind of like, you know, tweaking everything. And, and you know how musicals get... You know, they don't get written, they get rewritten. So, we're just sort of going through that. But no, I've learned how to write a song. Yep. Yeah. Is that a nightmare for you guys, though? I can imagine. I mean, you could... I know he's sitting next to you, but you can be honest. Ah. <laughs> uh, working with both of them, you know? Um, like, it's 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 amazing to have him in the room. Uh, it's uh, such a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and now, but, and then... Mm, no, then, no, to be completely... His, his, his work is so meticulous and beautiful that you need someone over your shoulder being like, no, this is this, this is this, so mm. that you can, you know put what he wants into it to make it perfect. Yeah. And then on opening night, just do whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> well, they're, they're, he's going to be... They what? won't be there. know not to work with you, <laughs> <laughs> That's what genius is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Improvise. So, yeah, that's right. Um, so, now I have to ask you, with um, the makeup for the zombies, because I'm into makeup, Yeah. how are you going to do that? Get them transformed on stage. Um, well, we've got we have one zombie boy who we're going to spend a bit of time on, so we yeah. have time to transform him. Yeah. Um, with the others, it's actually you can actually get a zombie look happening pretty fast. We've done okay. a lot of experimenting with just a few dark gestures of makeup in the right place and a little bit of white. So mm-hmm. we've got enough time, we think, yeah. to um, do a little off stage, on stage, and physically, like they're oh, doing course. a lot yeah, of yeah, physical yeah. work to get that zombie. It's thing all happening. about the gormless, <laughs> isn't it? You know, gormless is very. Well, how's you know. a happy zombie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Right. Happy zombie! There's a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> method acting for zombies. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he, you know, I mean, no, we won't get you to do that now because you're probably not ready. But, you know, we've given you a little bit of help there, yeah, haven't yeah. we? If Thank you need you. a workshop, we're happy to come and help. Exactly. <laughs> Now, an original musical, it is, where is it all going on at, Lulu? It's, what are the dates? It's at our favourite place, Chapel Off Chapel, The Loft. It's um, on Thursday, the 6th of October is when it all kicks off till the 23rd. 
And you can get your tickets at chapeloffchapel.com.au. And we have five previews. And we right. really want people oh, to, to pre- come to these previews. Because we want to we want to make sure that we use those previews to make it even better. Right. So, it's a bit of a new idea we're trying, Michael, to do more previews, get an audience more in. More previews to, is a great it's idea. It's a great yeah? idea, yeah. Yeah, so hell yeah. Come to our preview. It's only 28 bucks. Well, there really you go. Cheap. You get a little bit of a cheaper deal and you can go to the preview. It's going to be probably exactly the same as later on. It's not as if you're getting a different, you know. No, that's uh, when oh, it's I'm like build getting in the party. Ground floor yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, door prizes. Come as a zombie well, and get go. something. Oh, that that's kind a of good thing. idea. Yeah. yeah, you can go as you are, Lulu. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I wasn't going to dress up. I was going to come in my pajamas, hair all over the place. That's oh, zombie, isn't it's it? It's much easier for me as well. <laughs> I only live down the road. My pajamas are the only thing that fits me these days. <laughs> all right, it is motor mouth love suck face, and you got to get along. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you, Michael. lovely. Thank you, Lulu. <laughs> Melbourne Fringe is just the about fringe. to begin. It's, oh. it's a big one as well. It gets bigger and I'm bigger every year. Already. Oh, come on. That's not the spirit. Okay. I'm so excited. Um, now, a, um, well, a well-known friend to this program, he's joining us now with a great big round of applause on his entrance. Please welcome <laughs> Lyle Brooks. Thanks. Now I will do the talking. Yes. Well, <laughs> now, joy. welcome, joy. young man. You have got a play in this called A Prudent Man. It is. It's It's a one-man play, so mm. I'm not pooing myself at all. Is not it, the slightest. Is it, do prudent you, man. You'd, ra- <laughs> you'd rather um, what, work with somebody else? It's, it's always a little easier, isn't it? You well, know? no. I mean, it's a good challenge. I, yeah. just, I said, yeah, of course I'll do a one-man show, thinking I must have done that before. I haven't, and it's quite something else, as you would know. I did it once, and I I regret it every moment <laughs> of the beginning of it. You know, at the beginning, once you're on and you're doing it and it goes well, yeah. that's when you can love it. Um, but the lead up is, yes, it's terrifying, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's only you to be relied upon. Only you Michael, can. Michael, you're making you know, it worse. No, he knows all this. <laughs> I, I he know knows, all this. You know? I can't look at the other actor. Now, I would think, obviously, we, we always ask, I guess, what is it about? What is it about? Bring okay, it so I'll, I'll try and say it without turning anyone off when I say right wing oh. politician, okay? I d- already don't know what that means. <laughs> Yes, okay. you do. Right wing. I don't know what right wing means. Okay, so conservative politician. So this character, pink, I, d- I d- think, like um, the government at the moment is right wing. Okay. Okay. Hideously. I beg your pardon. Sorry, you carry on. I was, I was trying to use judgmental language, but sure, I'll let you do it. I'll, I'll look at you and I'll give you this look. You give a judgmental word. Cool. Right. Okay. So the, the character is sort of this amalgamation of all our favourite right wingers. Yeah. Okay. And it's not. It's not a an awful disparaging stand-up routine of how about this guy when he said this. It's more just uh, Katie Warner who wrote the piece. She is kind of exploring what makes this person human and trying to understand what what makes them tick by using a lot of the same words that we're kind of used to them saying. So you're using a lot of the slogans, a lot of the stories. Um, when, when often we just want them to speak our language, don't Exactly, they? It's yeah. really, in a way, Lulu, why a lot of us don't want to have any interest in politics because you yeah. think they do not speak my language and they do not represent me. That's that's exactly right. So we've sort of used, and, and, and even I didn't know the extent to which Katie had mined the, the interviews and the slogans of, of um, I mean, most a lot of politicians, right or left, I guess. Yes. Um, until I'd say, oh, God, I can't believe I have to say this line. And she said, oh, yeah, that's from uh, an interview that Abbott gave. In the, uh, these are real words that right. came out of a real person's face. Yes. And a lot, of them, a lot of them are. So, yeah, it's that. It's exploring what makes this sort of person think the way they do. And and I guess the premise is, even though it's a bit ambiguous, they're, um, they're, they're being interviewed or they're, they might be on trial. Something has happened to this person 
that sort of challenge their their fundamental policies and their way of thinking. Are we meant to um, laugh, cry, um, all of the above? Let's say dark humour. Sure. Okay, it depends. I mean, once the audience starts laughing, you know what I'm like. I'm just yeah. all you, jazz you hands and waka waka. Yeah. So it, there could be, yeah, that. But no, hopefully not. If if I've been directed properly and so it's not <laughs> it's not actually meant to be billed as a comedy. No, no, it is not. Okay. No, and it's not even billed as a. Here's a bunch of quotes or speeches from politicians. It's it's sort of a character exploration. Well, and, I guess with that character. way, in that way, then um, when we're watching somebody like this, we want to empathise with them as well as, you know, not like them. Yes, you know? I mean, that's... that's You've got to be balanced. Yeah. Um, I was chatting with Katie before. She said, I don't know whether, you know, I, I don't care... Wh- I didn't care about making this person human necessarily, did I? And I'm like, well, that's my job as the actor. Absolutely, you give me these words. Yeah. And, I mean, I have to say some awful sort of ill-thought-out things in the script, but it's my job to make this person human and accessible. Yeah, because if it's awful from beginning to end, then it just ends up being... That's off, right. You know. it's, it's a caricature and no one really yeah, cares. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it is written beautifully, and I think Katie, without realising, has tried to make this person a human. Um, it would have been interesting to have the lovely lady in. I know she's just out there, because I would like to have asked her what you're like to work with but and she would have said an absolute <laughs> dream i never get the answer she's, she's not she's making signs at all crying. out of the waiting room she's through she's the glass crying i don't know why she's crying <laughs> that that looked like a gun to the head yeah, what you're saying was his brain is just full of amazing ideas yeah, that's, that's what it. that's that is it. i've seen that i've seen that myself in the mirror yeah, <laughs> yeah you can very well ask someone who's worked but a you lot two more yeah. work right together here. haven't yeah. you yes it's not on his um press release i see it wasn't mentioned but that's fine yeah that's okay you can ask babes about that yes ask the producer (laughs) now um when is this all on uh lulu give us the dates and the time um it's at the fringe hub rehearsal room arts house north melbourne town hall i won't give the full address uh 16th of (laughs) september to the 1st of october at 9 p.m and 8 p.m on a sunday and you can get your tickets at the melbournefringe.com.au now that all begins this week then it does opening weekend of the of the festival is friday saturday nights and we're on for the entire festival so three weekends. And obviously weeks. this is about, um, you know, it could be about anything. So you don't have to be into politics. No, you don't. To love this. Do no, you? you can hate politics and you'll love the show. You can yeah. oh, love that's politics. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can not even know what Fringe is and you'll still love the show. And, uh, you know, I mean, you must, you know, as much as you are joking about being a little afraid of it, you must be ready by now and you must be excited I'm, by I'm it. I'm pumped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. You pumped. You look really excited. The, the idea is that you get, you know, it'll be you at the end of that night that gets all that lovely applause, and I think you will. And that's so going to happen, yes. Yes, it's, it, will, it bloody Ask, well will. Ask, receive, it's it going to happen. Bloody well will. <laughs> all right, well done. Our Lyle Brooks, prudent man, Melbourne Fringe. Lulu, do you remember yes. Denny Michael from Black Lace? I could do. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. I Everybody. Do, do, do. Push pineapple, shake the tree. I got to do, do, It's award-winning do. radio on yeah. Joy 94.1. Well, that, that man, yeah. Penny Michael, um, just got out of prison. I heard about that. Yeah. He was in jail. He uh, Well, he, he did whatever. He did a crime and uh, claimed some benefits when he shouldn't Killed have Killed a supposed. few people. No, no. didn't know oh, no. about that. No, okay. well, yes, with the music. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he um, was in prison and he led 60 of the inmates in a big conga line singing Agadoo. Oh, which my. Which is not easy to imagine. Good on him. Um, that would have been a fun day. He's everyone yelling out, I'm getting behind that one. And it was uh, just to get the gruel. <laughs> Exactly. He said it was very surreal singing More? about pushing pineapples and shaking the tree in prison. 
Oh. He said, when terrifying criminals ask you to do something, you do it. And all the murderers and drug dealers in there wanted to be his mate. They wanted to push a pineapple and shake his tree. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did I let you know that I was in Sydney on the weekend? I saw all the pics on Facebook, but I need to hear the stories. Well, I, as you know, I've Can you remember re- it? I very rarely post on Facebook, but when I do, I um yes, you know, well we uh, I went up there with my mate um, Gook Lalliger, and mm. uh, we um why are you groaning? Just because you do it in code, everyone knows who he is. Shh. And um, we had a ball up there. But, you know, we didn't. Uh, we went out on Oxford Street once, and that was only to go for dinner. Really? We didn't go out. You did go out. I saw all the pictures. You we were, were out, out every the night. We theatre and comedy nights, but we didn't go out, out. No disco dancing. Yeah, but you were out anyway. And all the rugby boys were up there. They were having a big, you know, rugby time, the Purchase Cup. <laughs> the rugby time. Yeah. Um, but where but, did you go? What well, theater? basically we... Um, you know what I didn't ask you? What was Aladdin like? Oh, I like to get Aladdin. Mm. I um, We went up there because Julian Clary was on and uh, we watched his second gig and that was brilliant. And of course, yes. Really funny. And then um, the next time we went to Aladdin, it is great. Yeah. A visual feast. Um, great singing. Now you're winding me up. You told me to talk and now you're winding me up. Shove it up your ass. We've got a guest in and it's our last guest for the evening and it is all about Fringe. This man, I have no idea how he's even awake and alive in the studio because <laughs> he's got three gigs for Fringe and he joins us now, Ryan Good. Hi. Wow, look at that. It's oh, my yeah. first applause of Melbourne. Oh, I'm so, so glad to have it. You'll yeah. get With more. a surname <laughs> like that, how can you go wrong? <laughs> you'll get more. And uh, what it is, is um, what on earth, mate, that you're doing <laughs> Three gigs. Do you just um, you just love the pressure, or what is well, it? Well, you know, uh, it's been a productive year in terms of showmaking, and I flew over here. I live in New Orleans. I okay. flew over specifically for this fringe. I've been wanting to do this fringe for years. Wow! And so we thought, let's get as many of them in as we well, can. Well, that makes more so. sense. Yeah, that you do as many as you can when you're only yeah. here for that. And they were very gracious and excited. Yeah. So we're awesome. What about um, uh, for you then? <laughs> what what made you want to do fringe, knowing about that over where you live? Oh, I mean, well. This I mean, one, we love it. Yeah, you know. I've heard about this one for a long time, and I've yeah. heard all the exciting things about it. So, uh, huge fan of the Melbourne stuff. I did Melbourne comedy uh, a couple right. of years ago, a couple times. Um, so, just excited to come back. It's a wonderful city. So. And obviously, you perform over there in New Orleans, mm-hmm. like yeah, around perform- the world. You- yeah, I do. Uh, I do the Fringe circuit around the world. So, I actually do more work in Australia than anywhere else. Great. I do the World Fringe in Perth and Adelaide and uh, Melbourne comedy, and now this one. So, and we did just you keep just adding. work out that they um, the audience? Is lovely, love you over here, and you think, well, why wouldn't I go there? My hope is that you know they kind of gloss over because the accent they can't quite understand all the words, so they just oh, assume they're missing. Oh, we, we love can, it, yeah, we, we get love every an American accent. word anyway, <laughs> and you love the great weather we have. Oh, oh no, oh, okay, yeah. no, well, you know, Happy I spring, yeah, Yay. I usually do the Edinburgh fringe, and I didn't do it this year, so we just That's brought Edinburgh to Melbourne, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's wonderful. Yeah. Now, we will mention what the others are, but let's uh, focus on one which I believe is Cosmonaut, yeah. Now, what is that all about? So Cosmonaut is my uh, top 10 countdown of the worst sex tips that were ever written by Cosmopolitan oh, Magazine. Oh, that's fantastic. 
fantastic. That is really, Thanks, really good. So I read uh. all 50, now 52 years of the magazine um, <gasps> to go through it. I had two very gracious interns who helped me with this. Wow. Um, oh and we went through and we read all the articles on sex. And then I also looked at ones that kind of examined feminism, examined gender roles, things like that. And it was it was actually pretty fascinating. I call that. it kind of like a piecemeal women's studies class that I got All right. To take. Now, you obviously, I would imagine, don't want to give us anything that's actually in it. What was, is there ones that you could, thought, I could, I could I'm not going to use that one, but you could give us one? Yeah. I'll, I'll, pop, I'll pop one on here. I, th- I thought maybe it might be a good thing. So, um, this one is, oh, it's gone away. Let me pull it that's up right. here for you. So, this this one involves a little food, um, <laughs> and, and a lot of them involve food, and so there's, there is there is some food <laughs> in the show overall, but I thought... Is there, um, do they even have that around today? I mean, do they give you advice in there now? In that oh, same yeah. way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Still going, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a subscriber now as oh, well. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I get I get it every <laughs> month. Mailed mailed to my Do home. Do they know that you're doing the gig? They have no idea. They've no. never contacted me. So well, they're, co- they're it's Cosmonaut, it's not Cosmopolitan. No, no, I mean I would imagine they'd love it. Right under they'd the radar it, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would hope so. I mean I do I do poke a little fun at them a little bit here yeah. and there. They they're not without uh, their imagine. flaws. Yeah. <laughs> they have enough people yeah. reading their magazine that it might. Yeah, I mean the thing about Cosmo is that it's this like amazing collision of kind of interesting, like, useful facts and utter crap. Nonsense. Yeah. 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 So, like, even on my Facebook last week, there was this wonderful video that they'd put together about being pro-body image, and it was, like, titled, Who Should Wear a Bikini? And it was anyone who wants to wear a bikini. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, yeah. Right. Sizes eyes. And Unbelievable. Yeah. It yeah. was fabulous. And then, no joke, two posts down from there was a video on how to shade y- your abs with makeup so you could show my definition <laughs> on it. So I went... So yeah, yeah, that's great. What, what have right. you got? What you want, you want a tip? Oh, All right, yeah. so here we go. So this is from May 2008, and this one is... Sprinkle a little pepper under his nose right before he climaxes. <gasps> Sneezing can feel similar to an orgasm and amplify the feel-good effects. Because <laughs> you have time for that. <laughs> Hang on, where's the pepper? <laughs> no, you obviously that is amazing. <laughs> obviously, you'd have to, as, you know, if you if you want this to work, you've got to get that already, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to go to your cupboard. Where's the grinder? Pick out your condiments. <laughs> it's a different grinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, just, you know, because freshly ground is very important, right? <laughs> it won't work if it's yeah, all yeah. over. What's that pre-made? pepper mill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just over. <laughs> you've been listening to a Lulu and Michael podcast. Listen live every Wednesday afternoon from 4 on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.